Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start, if you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Car Chat Podcast. And this is going to be a bit of a sort of like a newsy, updatey, what's going on at the moment podcast, a little bit different to the normal ones. I've got Sid North on, who's been a guest on a few times. We chat all the time about cars and whatnot and stuff. And I thought we could have a bit of a natter about some of the things that sort of popped up, new cars and news and things. And we might do it more often. If you like it, please comment somewhere on a social media platform or on Sid or me or Car Chat or whatever. And um, we'll do more or less, depending on whether you like it or not. All right, Sid, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. How you doing? You all right? You keeping well? Good. Yeah, good. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're possibly working with a bit of a delay. We'll work, on, we'll work on this format and we'll improve it. We might end up just phone calling each other and then having mics going. I've heard a lot recently about Ferraris going missing. Have you been following this? Yeah. In fact, two people I know, their Ferraris got stolen, which is not great. Both were pistas. One of them was recovered and found, but the, the other one is yet to be unknown. Um, but it's a bizarre thing because obviously usually the cars get that get regularly stolen, which are BMWs, Golf R's, RS3s, and obviously the inevitable Range Rovers. They usually get stolen, but a Ferrari to be stolen is pretty crazy um, because if you try and look in the criminal's mind, what the hell are you going to do with it? A majority of them were 488 pistas, which is insane. Mm. Um, you know, what are you going to do with it? Um, are they going to get shipped out, etc.? Um, but yeah. Presumably. Yeah. I think the software has been found where you can basically hack into them unlock and get yeah and start the car is it pre i saw a post about it it was like is it pre 22 pre 21 it's around about that time of 
key. I think there was a key change um, yeah. and possibly a, a a coding change on the keys. And it sounds like someone has finally cracked the code. On yeah, absolutely. Any, it's only going to be keyless entry, isn't it? It's not anything that's not keyless entry um, before then. Yeah, exactly. So Romans were getting stolen. 812 Superfasts were getting stolen. Um, there was there was all sorts, really, that was sort of, you know, getting nicked left, right and centre. But it was all in and around central London. I think one of them, um, so after the two pieces that went missing, and then I think Aroma, I think, because I got the call from a friend on Wednesday to say, look, my car's been stolen. And I'm like, what the hell? And then Roma got nicked. But that Friday, there was a Dubai car, uh, 488 Pista. And um, I think it was arriving here for the owners to obviously roam around central London, do, you know, the usual stuff. And I think, like, within, I don't know, I don't know if these facts are correct, but from what I've heard of is, like, within a day of it being in the UK, it's ended up being nicked. And then it was found on, like, a recovery truck going around the North Circle. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, Gone in sixty seconds. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's 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 well thought out. It's all the stuff. Now I know, like Range Rovers go missing all the time. Mm. Um, I heard a story. I was listening to another podcast um, today, and they were saying the excess on on like a Range Rover in central London is is like fifty grand, or for, depending on the insurer, because they're like they just get stolen. Like we know they get stolen, so we're not really going to insure you or. We're going to assure you, but the access is going to be massive. Yeah, you leave it anywhere longer than five minutes with a Range Rover and it disappears. Um, but I, th- I even heard like insurance companies are just refusing to insure any JLR car that um, that's in London, full stop. Um, yeah, it's mental. And I wonder if it's, I, I don't think it's necessarily JLR specific. I think there is an element now, there's obviously something with those cars, but there's an element that they're in, like Range Rovers, people really want Range Rovers. So like abroad or wherever these cars end up, people really want Range Rovers, whereas the other cars of a similar sort of category aren't seen as quite so desirable. So maybe they're not spending as much time trying to crack them. There's obviously some sort of security thing as well, but I think it's in the middle. Would you? What do you think of... Keyless entry, because it's it's all this stuff is down to keyless entry. You never hear, okay, old school style you do, but nowadays it's all someone coming, standing either what as you lock the car or going up to your front door or your garage or whatever and just scanning a code with a laptop and then bish bash bosh, car's gone. Yeah, I mean, there's a convenience to keyless entry, isn't it? The fact that you can put your key in your pocket, open the door, get in the car, etc. I, for one, I like just a normal key personally, um, because I'm always, I'm always either leaving the key somewhere. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable yeah. when I'm in a keyless car to have the key in my pocket. I'd rather just put it in the center console or something like that. Just leave it in there, or let's just say you're cleaning the car. I don't know if you ever clean the car when it, you've got keyless entry, for example. It ha- it's happened to me many a times, right? Washing the car, got the key in my pocket on the outside, and then all of a sudden you jet wash a bit of the door handle and then it decides to lock and then, the, you know, the wing mirrors are going in and out <laughs> constantly and you're like, oh, for goodness sake. So then you put the key inside, 
leave and go and do whatever you got to do. I'm always losing keyless entry keys. It's it's hilarious. Um, so no, I'm not a big keyless fan. Do you lose other keys? No, no, no. I don't lose other keys. I'm not that bad actually. But when it comes to keyless keys, I am a nightmare. It's just that you're always misplacing them or something like that. So I don't know. I just like a key that you tell. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you just have, you know. And like as you say, with all these keys, right? If you if you've got them in your pocket, and let's just say you're in a whatever car. To be honest, if I've got more stuff in my pockets and I sit in a car, especially if it's a bucket seat, that's just another thing that's like pressing against your leg. Yeah, and invariably, if it's a key, you're going to press the wrong buttons. Like my um, my Mercedes key, I walk around and the boot opens. I don't know what it is about the modern Mercedes key, but the amount of times the boot of my car has automatically opened, I could be sitting in the lounge, I could be in a shop, and you just come outside like, oh, cool, ready to go. But yeah, you get a keyless one, you sit in the car, and then you're like, right, I've got to put it somewhere. Ferraris do it quite nicely. There's a little slot. You put it in the slot, and then it doesn't move anywhere. But no other manufacturer does. So you either end up putting it like in, in the Mercedes. The most obvious place would be the, there's two cup holders in front of you. And then there's a wireless pad for your phone. So if I want to put my phone in the wireless pad, I can't put the key there. And then so it goes in one of the cup holders. And then I've got a cup holder. I can't put a cup in. Like, what? <laughs> it's just so annoying. Then you've got the door pocket cards. But then what what an odd place to put a key. I mean, and most likely yeah, it will have another huge. bottle of water or, or something in there. So yeah, it on I, I could I could leave it with keyless entries, I'll be honest with you. You know, if I was specking a new car and I had the option to delete yeah. keyless, I would. I don't see the benefits personally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like the there is the odd time. The, and you get cars where it works really well and doesn't work so well. And, and like sometimes it's good. You've got this, you, you're carrying loads of stuff. You've got the key in your pocket. You just walk up to the car and it opens. Or you, if you've got one of those systems where you kick your leg under the back of the car and it opens, that, that works great. Apart from, I always park up next to my house, like really, really close to a wall just because of the drive size and whatever. So I'm always squeezing around the back of the car to get in the house. And invariably, I'll, like, my leg will go under the back of the car and the boot will either open, but more annoyingly is when it shuts and then you're trying to dodge this boot as you're trying to get out of the way to get in the car. It is a right old faff. It's whatever. Not for me. I don't know how we've got here. But keyless entry, I don't, I don't see much point in it. But anyway, some, some manufacturers, and I think a lot do now, the key basically goes dead after five minutes or something. Okay. Like most modern ones, all the German ones, um, if you, so people put their keys inside a Faraday box inside the house. Yeah. Some, or yeah. some people do, or in like a little pouch or whatever. Well, actually, I think it's only a few minutes after you've like not moved the key. The key knows if it's been moved, then they stop sending the signal. Exactly. Um, so that does solve some of the issue. Clearly, some of these are not doing that or there's extra steps. If you're stealing... 300 grand cars i'm sure you're going to go into all of the depths aren't you well it's just a bit unheard of isn't it i mean first off um 488 pieces on a car um that you see regularly um so to steal one it's obviously going to get found 
amongst eight twelves and roamers and, and whatnot. So, you know, you either got to be extremely stupid or ballsy to go out and steal something. It's just, it was just a bit unheard of, isn't it? But I think um, Ferrari are rectifying it, aren't they? They've quickly gotten the men to try and patch this software. So obviously, you know, because look, let's be honest, right? Okay. If you've had a car stolen, it takes the love out of that car. You just think, okay, right, I've sure. got it recovered. It's come back. What's the chances that it might get stolen again? Do you know what I mean? And there's loads of inconveniences. Yeah. If it gets they stolen. know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, and you do look at that. I look at that when I search for new cars. And to be honest, if it's a car that gets regularly stolen, it could be the best car in the world. It just takes the love out of it. It really does. It, does. it can happen to anyone or any car. You know, it's one of them ones. But, you know, if it's a car that you know is going to be left somewhere and you're not too sure where, you know, you're not too sure whether it's going to come back or not, it's just, it's just not pleasant. You don't really sit in at a dinner or you're out with friends and the whole time you're just thinking in your head, is my car all right? Is it? Is it going to be there? So it takes the love out of it. And obviously, as a result, you know, people will probably not want another model of that car again, whatever that might yeah. be. So I think for And our, you can get a, a real inkling when you call up the insurance and they say, you've got to put a steering lock on it. It's got to have all this other stuff that you've not come across with other cars you've owned. And they're like, is this unique? And they're like, yeah, if you had a different car, it wouldn't be a problem. I'm like, hmm. Okay, I don't know whether I would necessarily want to own. That's it. Like, I like Range Rovers, mm. but I personally, uh, I'm not 100 sure I want an SUV. But if I did, I'd have a Range Rover, and I'm not getting a Range Rover because security is a huge part of it. Like, it, it's in the back of my mind, so it must be in other people's minds that like this is a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the insurance costs have gone astronomically up, which as a result, people just go, "Well, yeah. look." I'm not buying one of them. I'm going to buy a different SUV, which will then affect yeah. the manufacturer. So they they'll have to do something eventually, you know, because it's it's not like it's the first two years Range Rovers have been getting stolen. This has been going on for ages, ages and ages and ages. So it's yeah. definitely. It's I can imagine as well. If, if you're putting cars on a boat, like we know this happens with some cars, they get stolen, and then within an hour and a half, they're in a container on a boat off somewhere. If you've, if you've brought a left-hand drive car into London, if you've flown it in or whatever, that's, that's the dream for a Oh, thief, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they can tend it yeah. anywhere. Right-hand yeah. drive, a bit, it's a bit more of a faff. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they've, they've got options in a market, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plenty more places they can sell it. I've actually written GT4 RS, but that is not the topic. It's the Spider 718 Spider RS, I believe, is the the correct name for this new new Porsche. Have you been Have you been looking at all the stuff? I have to say, I've I I, I had like an initial. Mm, that's interesting, and then I'm I'm getting a bit more. more I um, as time goes on. I've seen the picture on Instagram. Andy Poininger put up and then I saw a little bit of pictures here and there but obviously it's I've not I've not 
read the nitty gritty of it, but it's obviously going to have 500 horsepower, flat six, GT3 engine from the GT4 RS. It's essentially a GT4 RS Cayman, but without the roof. And it looks a damn yeah. sight prettier, if you ask me. Just such a good. It does. I'd like. I'd like to see some. Let's. I'll just run through the the specs or the stuff that I've heard today. Anyway, so it, yeah, it's the same engine as GT4 RS, so 493 bhp. I say that as if I don't know. I've literally got it written in front of me. 450 <laughs> newton meters of torque. I don't know what that is in foot pounds. 40 kilos lighter than the Spider. I don't know what that compares to the four RS but they basically reduce a lot of stuff. So there's the spider has some electronic stuff in the roof mechanism. I think you press a button and it unlocks itself and then you just push it back and then shut it down. Whereas this one's a full manual, like roll it out, click it on, put it back. Um, there is another option which will reduce another eight kilos. I'm not hundred percent sure why you do this, where you can remove the whole roof mechanism. So no roof. You save another eight kilos. I feel like you're losing quite a lot by having no roof at all. At all. Yeah, I'm not, no, not sure I'd tick that box. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, don't have what else have you got? Yeah, exa exactly. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that could, that could lose a couple of kilos and uh, gain that extra performance. Not that you're really going to feel it. And then setup-wise, it's... It's been set up to be in the middle of a Spider and a GT4 RS. So the GT4 RS, I hear, is quite, it's like pretty full on, pretty hardcore on the road. Possibly too much? I don't know. Depends what you're looking for in your car. If it's like a intense 30 minutes, spot on. Drive it for 10 hours? Possibly not. So that's, I quite like the sound of that. Because I know with the 981 Spider, and I presume 718 Spider, the normal one, it was softer than the GT4. Yeah. Because the GT4 had all the funky suspension, whereas the Spider didn't have so much. It just had the engine. 981 um, was. Uh, and that carried on onto 718. And 718, but 718 got the GT4 suspension. Yeah. That's some, some niche... <laughs> niche box the spider chat but yeah the 981 is like the softest and it's more probably more road 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 then 718 has a lot of the elements that, that were in the gt4 which makes it a bit sharper etc blah, blah 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 probably probably absolutely spot on they do have opf filters people do remove them they seem to jump up some silly amount of horsepower have you heard any of that yeah i've heard I've heard that there's some horsepower jumps just through exhaust. Like people are getting like 20 odd horsepower out of it just from exhaust, which is uh, yeah. quite a big jump. Which is, if you go on any sort of, you know, pseudo forum performance thing, people are like, oh, I've put an exhaust on my car and I've gained on a naturally aspirated car. And they go, oh, I've gained like 40 horsepower. And you're like, nope, you haven't. Like, no, that doesn't happen. That does not happen with naturally aspirated engines. But I think these new, like the 718, the performance is very similar to the 981, but I think to maintain that with all of these extra filters and whatever, they had to do so much so that if you change some stuff, you've got a, like a, a properly massive bump. Um, it's got ball-jointed suspension. So is, is that rose-jointed suspension? Is that the same? Rose-jointed. Basically solid, yeah. I guess. Um, 
and but then slightly slacken sprigs and dampers. It just sounds. I looked at it and was like, mm, I wish it was a manual. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, but it's still gonna be pretty good. It's got really short gearing. It's got that engine. It's got the roof down. It looks pretty cool. I've not seen a non Wyzark pack one. So the the Wyzark pack is the carbon bonnet, some other carbon bits, carbon little side splittery type things. Um, you can have magnesium wheels. Um, but they, when you get the carbon bonnet, you get the carbon stripes. And I think it, I personally on like the GT on the four RS, they just look, I, I just can't unsee like Mansory or Tuna or something like that. When I look at those cars, it does what look do you think? a bit. Yeah. I probably would like to see it without YSAC. I'd probably go without YSAC, just a clean, a cleaner color with it. But it, it's great though, isn't it? Cause, um, you know, you've got one of the greatest engines or one of the greatest sounding engines or producing engines ever built with the roof down and you can get to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it doesn't get any better than that. No. And when you think about it, an interesting one would be a comparison between a speedster and a spider RS. Let's just assuming they're both. I don't think all can you have a PDK speedster? You probably can, can you? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I think I think I, I think you must be able to. No, no, I, I think you did. I don't know. Nine oh one gen it was a nine oh one two speedster, wasn't it? I don't think you can. No, I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm pretty sure it was manual. Maybe that's maybe that is a separating factor between I mean, the speeds that came out ages ago. Oh, maybe they are all manual. Oh, it's, oh, it's difficult to remember these things. Yeah, I'm struggling. Can I wouldn't see? be surprised if they came with both options. I thought it'd be just like the touring of the 991 generation, just just manual. Yeah, but the touring is not Gen 1. 991 Gen 1. There was no, yeah, there was no touring in Gen 1. Was it Gen 2? Yeah, so 991 oh, yeah, GT2. Yeah. But you could do touring with PDK, couldn't you? I think it's now. I think it's now. I don't know. I think I feel like you could. Maybe not. Uh, my knowledge is, is... My knowledge isn't great either, but I'm pretty sure it was 992 touring you can now have as a PDK or a manual. And the previous touring was a manual only, but the GT3 Gen 2 you could have as a PDK or a manual. So I presume yeah. Speedster was just yeah, 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 yeah. manual. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then like G- and then GT4 was manual. And then they re- released the PDK, which also had shorty. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, 
But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Because it was PDK, it's got more gears and whatever, but it was geared yeah. a bit shorter, which actually I think made it a bit more punchy you're losing whatever you're losing some stuff yeah. with the gear change but you've got that extra punch and the shorter gearing yeah so if you're doing regular track days noticeably faster yeah if you're doing regular track days i'd say um well it's, it, it, it's more efficient isn't it for track day driving as much as i love a manual gearbox unless unless i were doing the only time i really think i miss 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 a manual and if you had the gt3 pdk this would be fine is low speed dicking about essentially yeah like you want if you want to do a clutch kick obviously you can't do that in a pdk car like i was at um the porsche experience center two weeks ago in a pdk carrera s which actually was lovely i massively rate that just just a really nice car and i was sort of thinking to myself gts versus carrera s and for me now carrera s is the is what i want just from like a Definitely. But you know, I was messing around on their low grip surface and with the PDK, you just, you just, it's actually just quite tricky because you can't give it, you can't give it enough of a hit in one go to really upset the rear. You get like a gradual power delivery, which then means you get a bit of understeer. And then you've got this understeer power situation. It's, it's only at low speed. If you're high speed or higher, moderate speed, you can get around these things. It's not such a problem. Um, but it is, it's definitely, I mean, it's about as niche as situations get, isn't it? Low speed, trying to kick the back end out with a clutch kick. But the PDK, the GT3 PDK, you can do that paddle thing. That's where you pull the paddles. Yeah. Ooh, and it'll rev ooh. up and then you can dump it. That's a really cool feature. I've, I've tried that before and it's, it, it's so, it's instant really. It's pretty much just, you know, yeah. your partial throttle, pull the paddles in, and then literally let them go, and it gets you into a, a clutch kick. I think it's I think it's across the board on all GT cars now, um, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a cool. But thing. then so so Speedster versus seven eighteen Spider RS. One's manual. We're we're just going to say that I believe one's manual, and one is PDK. So that's a, that's a, that is a dividing thing between the two. But if you remove those, we've got the same engine pretty much in each they're not quite the same but you know they're very similar except one is rear engined one's mid-engined one doesn't actually neither of them have back seats so they're two seats and then one's a 991 which is a bigger car than a boxer spider like for me in that let's just ignore the gearbox for a second i'd have a boxster all day long in that situation I agree. I like agree. A small back road blast. Yeah, it's the smaller car, you know. Obviously, and now the Boxster's got the engine it should always have deserved. Let's be honest, and it's in a better cap package. It's a much more ba better balanced car. Um, you're just going to know that instantly. 
and um, from the pictures, and I like spider-shaped Porsches all the way back to mm. the 187. I think it just looks pretty. And you don't really say that about mini Porsches. I think there's good-looking Porsches, but, you know, the, the uh, Spider or the 718 RS, that, that's a pretty car. Yeah, it is. No convertible 911 is like a good-looking car. Nah. They always look a bit funny. They look odd. Targas look they better. Look really odd. Targas look, Targas look better. Yeah. Would you ever go Targa, though? Myself. Yeah. No. Nah. No, I, I don't think I could do it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it. Too I, heavy. Yes, was it? Two hundred odd kilos or something ridiculous. So something yeah, like that. No, nah, no. Nah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd go. They look nice. It looks no, great. No one, I think. Genuine. I I really like the look of it. I don't like the. I don't really like the look of the older ones, but nine and one. I like the look of the Targa for sure. It's a very nice looking car. Very good looking car. I think. I think there are other manufacturers that do convertibles better than Porsche. Um, well, until this yeah. came along. The, for the, the Spider RS, so I need to sort of wrap it up. If mm. you are watching this and you've probably seen a Top Gear video, you might have seen some others. There aren't really many others. There is a Pruninger Andreas video that I don't think has been posted on the internet yet. But if you go on the Porsche Media, and you can just search this, Porsche Media website. In fact, I will put a link to this video in the description or at least to the page where you can download it. Because then you can watch him do a walk around with the car. I presume it's going to come out at some point. Um, I think maybe maybe it was in the launch. Um, but that's, that's that. I think that's one of my favorite things about a GT car launch is hearing Andreas walk around it, sometimes with Henry Catchpole, but sometimes himself just pointing through, you know, talking through all the things. Yeah. Um, he would be I, it's great to listen I to. Enjoy, um, I enjoy listening to Andreas go on about stuff. A funny, funny story about four years ago. Um, was that this, um, I think you came with us once. There's this pub that are not far from Goodwood and um, Andreas Freundinger was yeah. there and, um, and I asked him a question about GT. Uh, this was just, this was when GT3 was PDK only. And I remember asking him, you know, will it, will it ever be a manual again? And um, this was just when 911R was sort of just released. And he just sort of yeah. smiled and left it at that. Didn't, didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, Gen 2 GT3 manual came along. But um, yeah, no, the technical highlights, you can just see the passion in that man. You know, he loves it. Everything has been well thought out, well cared. And well, you know, you it's, those Porsche GT cars are built by people that just love driving. And you just, you just know it. 100%. And we all have those reference points, don't we? We're like, there's certain people you follow on social media or write for a magazine or whatever. Um, and you go, I think what I like, they like. And therefore, if they like it, I think I'm going to like it. And he's one of those people because I, I reckon he has a lot of fun. He, he looks like he enjoys driving. He clearly enjoys driving. He clearly enjoys cars. He clearly has a good time. And when he's like, this is fun, I believe him. <laughs> and I want to have a go for sure. Yeah, 
he could release a lawnmower GT3 and you'd be like, yeah, I want that. You know, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The um, There's a few more rumours, actually, of cars that are coming. And I, I don't can't really fill out too much information on these, but we've got in... Um, so in the Top Gear video, this was interesting. They said, this is the last NA Boxster. They did not say, this is the last NA 718. Which means there is one or more Caymans left. So we could be getting another Cayman Another Cayman? Yeah, another Cayman with this engine. Which is interesting. Yeah, that, that makes sense because obviously Boxster and Cayman, the next generation, are going to be electrified. It's going to be electric. So yeah. I can imagine like what was deemed as, you know, the entry-level Boxster and um, Boxster S or Cayman, Cayman S will, will be electric and maybe an internal combustion engine from a, gts and then a a gt product so yeah i could see yeah. that happening potentially yeah i think the 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 rumors i'm hearing are for another r another cayman r okay um, like a dial down i presume would be a dialed down rs maybe a manual gearbox in a cayman it's going to be a bloody great car isn't it that one. Be the one that, if that comes through that's going to be wicked. Yeah, that's going to be like, the one. That would be a really that is that's the one that you compare with your sort of GT3 touring type situation, and go. Right, how much 911 do I like? How much 911 stuff do I want? Is actually a mid-engine Porsche car just going to be bloody amazing? We've got, I think we've got another 911 coming. So we've got a um, an ST which I believe is a similar sort of vibe to what this Cayman R is going to be, but in 911 form, which is interesting. So it's going to be RS, but more road car, less wings and stuff. That's what you want. It's quite like an interesting concept for a car at that point. Like maybe if they put a manual gearbox in it, I don't know whether they will. Um, I don't know whether I actually almost want a manual gearbox in something. I'd like to try it. But if you're going to have the hardcore mental car, why not just have the wings and everything on it anyway? Says the guy that quite likes GT3 Tourings. But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. It's going to be awesome. Obviously, you're not going to be able to get hold of it. Some people will. Unobtainium. But I'm yeah. glad they're making this stuff. Yeah, it's just nice to see that those sorts of models exist. Um, I think it's down to preference and choice. I think it doesn't... You know, I suppose if it's more of a road car focus, I suppose it doesn't need any of that crazy aero, right? But I suppose it can have a couple of bits here and there. You know, maybe like a ductile wing or something like that. So I think they try and get, they try and move a lot of it off the back if they can to more underneath. Because you want, you want some, but if you're not going to wag it around a track, then actually. Then you kind of just change the whole focus of the car and go, right, it's a road car. Kind of the Gordon Murray vibes of like, it's a road car. So what's going to be fun on a road versus what's going to be fun on a track? And how do you, how do those two align? 
I think it's um anyway, it's gonna be interesting. One and when we're on the, the topics of nine eleven, so let's just hash out one more one more little topic. It's kind of a bit it's probably almost getting a bit old now. Dakar. What do you think of the Dakar? It's a cool car, isn't it? It's 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 a cool car. I I think it's just one of those cars that almost falls into the category of sports SUVs. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's great that something like that exists. How many people are going to use it? No one. I suppose it's. You could argue it's the fastest car to get around central London, right? Because you could muller every speed hump in it. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I'm looking at it as. Um, but yeah, it's more of a car, Saudis, Dubai, I don't know, out in the desert, somewhere in Utah. Um, it's cool, yeah. though. I think it's cool that it exists. It's an awful lot of money, though, isn't it? It's a lot of money. It is. I think it's a base price 180 something maybe yeah um, which will be interesting I, I think they've done a ton of development on it like a lot of development it's not just a lift kit they've oh, been honing yeah. it around off-road for months and months and months and months and months um and that's kind of why it is what it is but i kind of i actually wish porsche made their cars more expensive i love that they don't and actually they, i don't know if you made a two it, Every GT3, 200 grand, you might as a customer go, if you were getting one new sort of thing, you might go, mm, you could probably spend a bit more money on the interior and a bit more. Because when you compare, a, let's say, a Ferrari interior, now their prices are going up and up and up. A Ferrari interior is more special than a Porsche interior. Um, but these cars are just selling out like. They're flying out the door, aren't they? They are flying out the door. Yeah, I am with you. I think, you know, Porsche's cars feel way more expensive than what the numbers suggest, even cutting out the GT mm. products. You know, if we're just even talking about McCann, KN, that sort yeah. of stuff, all of them across the board on the range. But, yeah, they get sold out. People can't get hold of them. And then, what, well, we got GT4S is going for more than double. On, on the yeah, two fifty. Yeah, I think is the the going at least advertised price on GT four S, and it's the same on a. Actually, if you want a GT three touring nine nine two, I think they're about two hundred and ten. So they've come down. Okay. Um, and I presume your GT threes are also in a line with that, like the normal ones. Um, nine nine one dot two is, I think about to cross over to be more expensive or possibly more expensive. That's quite an interesting one when you think about it, that the older generation, which I think is a better looking car, Agreed. is more expensive than the new one, even though you still can't really get. I think there's probably more new Tourings, 992 Tourings than 991s. Yeah, but, you know. 991 came a bit later on, didn't it, after GT3? Yeah, and I think there was like 50. Yeah. 50 or 60 in the UK. That's the number I've heard of 991.2 Tourings. Um, anyway, yeah. Cool cars. We'll see some around. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'm just looking forward to this, like, this sort of last era of combustion engines. Now, it might not be the end. Hopefully, it won't be the end. But Porsche seems to just be going, right, let's just do it. Let's just make some mental stuff right up to the end, celebrate our anniversaries. Happy days. Yeah, we could be coming to, 
don't know if Porsche has a peak because just when you think they've topped it, they just go above and beyond and do something else. Yeah. But we could be coming to the peak of just seeing some group as a whole from every manufacturer making some great cars. I mean, we're all praying, yeah. you know, the ICE moves on, uh, like continues on. Yeah. E-fuels and let's whatever. Just, yeah. But if it's a worst case scenario, let's just go out of a bang. Yeah. Just some crazy Absolutely. shit. It's, I've got a weird, it's, it's, it feels shameful to admit it. I sort of like the idea of an EV Cayman. Not only, only because I like the idea of driving one round town. Now you could say, why don't you just try something else? Exactly. But I, I think there's something I, I, I'm looking forward to trying one. Not necessarily would buy one or whatever. And I can, when they come, we'll be able to see it out. But I'm interested in the sort of EV, Porsche, small sports car experience. Like, what is that going to be? Because it's not really rubbish, is it? Now thinking of it, you're you're right in one sense. Um, Because if you've driven, so Cayman's before GT4, what it is now, They've always had such a good chassis that it's never had the sort of engine to go with it. You know, the engine's never felt quite punchy enough to go with that extremely beautiful, taut, balanced, poised chassis. And I think it going electric, because obviously you get that instant torque, might actually change the way of the dynamics of how that car drives. However, the trade-off is weight. So obviously there's going to be no doubt that it's going to be heavier. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't. I will see. It's going to be what it's going to be. I'm not hopeful that it's going to be more of an experience than a Spider RS. <laughs> like, of course not. Of course not. But not, then at but, the same time, I think I would rather that than the flat four boxer engine of the the current interesting. one. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, a yeah. fan of the way it sounds. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a massive fan of that. But, so it going electric, I wasn't, I'm not that upset because I just thought, well, the flat four yeah. in, in, yeah. In, Final, in the 718. Yeah. Final thing on the rumor mill, and then I think that's that's pretty much us done, is um, the next 911. I don't know. Okay, this seems to be a little Porsche episode, whatever. Um, the, there is sort of rumors and Nurburgring videos and whatnot that I can I can find are uh, it's going to be an NA hybrid. This is yeah, it might not confirmed, but like quite possibly nine nine two dot two might be NA hybrid, which I, I like think the sound be, of that. I think I like the sound of that. I think that's interesting. Yeah. It how much heavier is it going to be? That's a good question. We don't know. Um, so it will be heavier. But, you know, combine... The thing is, the 992s, even the turbo ones, they sound pretty good, like in the car. They're not the same yeah, they sound, as... They sound completely Obviously fine. not a GT engine, but maybe if you could make a little 9,000 RPM revving Carrera, a Carrera S that revved to like eight and a half. Or nine. Perfect. Perfect. With, With all of its roads. An EV shove at the bottom end. Mmm. That's I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on that. Oh, look, it worked for the 918, right? You know, yeah. 918 was NA hybrid. 
it's obviously that, you know, that had a rowdy NA engine. Yeah, race like, car V8, isn't it? Pretty awesome, that V8. I, I'm, I just mourn the loss of the mid-engined kind of supercar that never came, that we knew could come, but never came. And it was there, and it probably had that engine in it. Might not have had that engine in it, but it, it could have had a, one of the flat sixes. Um, that got done by the turbo or whatever. Would have been epic. <laughs> I want Porsche to make more cars. Yeah, they. I, I mean, it's pretty much due now for a nine eighteen replacement, isn't there? Yeah, but like at this level, not that level. You know, two hundred grand, not a million quid. I know. I mean, could you imagine Porsche making a mid-engine car? It would be. I mean, it's got big shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but like. You know, it's got know things to fill because like, you got, you know, to me in that world, you've got stuff like, well, 720S McLaren, which is just bonkers. So, yeah, that that would be very, very interesting. You never know, though. Porsche are one of those manufacturers that say, oh, we're not doing so-and-so things and they end up making it, you know, so yeah. you never yeah. know. You never know of them. We'll see. Right, I think that's a good little little wrap up of all of the all of the news. Yeah, bits and pieces. Everything that's um, good. Chat. See you in the next Great one. Chat. Same time again next week. More Porsches. Same time again next week. More Porsches. <laughs> there's been every, more announcements. Yeah, every Porsche announcement. There's a podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.